Hello, everyone, and welcome to another well-played podcast, the podcast all about playful learning. Together, we explore games, game mechanics, and the power of learning through play. With me, I have somebody that you all should recognize now because she is a regular on Well Played because she is just dynamite. We have Carrie Bacham with us, Twitter handle, heck awesome. Uh, Carrie, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Carrie Bacham. Um, I am a 6th, 7th, and 8th grade special education teacher in Arlington Heights, Illinois. And superhero. Sometimes. Not oh. always. My moments. That I think that's what a superhero would say. <laughs> Uh, today, Carrie... I feel super as the people around me. Let me say that. There you go. Uh, today, Carrie and I are talking about twenty percent time, but we're going to take it from a little different angle. We're talking about twenty percent time for us, the teacher, right? Uh, and I think that's really important to, you know, develop some outside things, some outside interests. You know, not always be singular in our focus. And I think uh, it's going to be a great show, right? Absolutely. So, Carrie, um, what do you do to try to ensure you're doing some some growth, right? Some some sort of thing you're putting your time towards over and above the like required stuff. I guess we should lay that rule out there. So, I have found um, that I get I'm the most fulfilled when I do things away from the classroom that are not teacher related. So, something that. Um, fills me up creatively. So I do, I mean, I do like to draw. I love to draw. Like is an understatement. Um, and so finding time to do that is really fulfilling to me. That's awesome. And I like to, and I like to work out too. So I do try to find time for both of those. Uh, so when we're talking about 20% time for ourselves as adults, um, I guess like how, how should we frame it? How should we think about it? You know, like I think of the Google model, you know, where it's, 20% of the time they were told to sort of do a sort of passion project, something they're excited about, but, but not really, they were not necessarily required to make it connected to work. So should we, should we proceed in that, that vein that we think about 20% time for us as adults to be something outside of our classrooms? Yeah. I mean, that's what I think. That's how I think about it. You know, something away from the classroom, something that's not teacher related, because I also think and I actually feel really strongly about this, that by having these, putting aside this time for us to build ourselves or to look into things that we're passionate about, we're going to bring those back to our kids. And it's actually going to enhance us as human beings. But down the line, I, I really feel strongly too that these moments that we have when we're pursuing our own passions, they'll start to leak into the classroom and our students will see us doing things that aren't always teacher stuff or aren't always project stuff. And it, and it will infuse our students with passion too and, and teach them that they can do things that um, whatever they want to do. I love your description of it leaking into the classroom. And I think it's so true that like those outside talents, those outside interests will eventually like carry over into your classroom because you can't help it. It's, it's you, right? They're these mm -hmm. When they're your passions, you, you wear those right on your shoulder like they're a sleeve. Everybody's going to see them. Everybody's going to know them. And you can't help but share them. And I so agree with you that taking care of ourselves is such a wonderful investment. And something that I think we should do because we want to also model that for the students, right? They, they, don't, they shouldn't just see automatons of profession right in front of them. That like all they do is teach, 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 teach. All they care about is lesson plans, grades, and 
tests and whatnot. Uh, I think it's good that they see that human side of you that like you like to scrapbook the fact that like you do that and then like maybe your bulletin boards are like tricked out because you're like a scrapbooking like theme. That's awesome. And like I think the kids should know that about you and the kids should see that about you uh, so that there is that touch of humanity, right? Absolutely. Um, I also, I, you know, I like how you said that we wear that on our sleeves and I really do feel like, you know, probably up until maybe two or three years ago, I didn't wear the outside carry into the classroom. I came in and I wanted to be a really good teacher, but there was this certain way I carried myself as an educator. And over the couple of years of, you know, really pursuing passions that I'm passionate about, um, it's made me a different person. It's made me, um, more adventurous and more courageous, um, I think some of that has to do with gamification, but I think uh, some of it has to do with pursuing my own passions and it's allowed me to be, um, who I am more in the classroom. And it's been, it's wonderful. Yeah. I just think the more we develop ourselves as, as a, you know, we talk about that whole child movement, you know, but if we develop ourselves as a whole adult, uh, life just opens up, right? Like when you, I don't know, when you realize that it's not this linear path, right? That it's it's a hot mess out there and there's so many cool things that you could do and you could become. I mean, I guess the the truth statement here for me is we need to start believing the same stuff that we're selling our students, right? We tell them they can be anything they want. It's just about the effort, you know, put the time in. But then a lot of times we say what we can't do. And it's like, wait a minute, we... <laughs> We should be drinking the Kool-Aid we're serving. Like, it's it's powerful stuff what we're saying. This this growth mindset, this teach like a pirate attitude. Like, whatever you want to say, whatever movement you want to attribute it to, or kids deserve it. I mean, that's a great book as well. But, like, take all of those and turn the camera on yourself for a moment and, like, think about how does this apply to me in my life for me, not my life as a teacher, blah, 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 blah. And... I don't know. I I guess from a personal side, I've done that in my life in the last four months, probably really tried to like not play by the rules and just sort of think of what I want to do and what it's just about time and effort. It's the same stuff I sell my students like I can do that. I just got to put time and effort to it. And the amount of change and growth has been it's been fun. It's been exhilarating. It is amazing. It's amazing when, you know, I, when you decide, when you have a dream and you decide to pursue it. And I think we, we all have things that we love or we want to get better at, or we just want to do to relax. And I think it's really, really important for us to make that time for ourselves, whether it's to pursue a goal that we have or to do something that's enjoyable. Like you said, we talk about this all the time in the classroom about to kids, you know, there's there's classes, you know, Nick Davis and Adam Bold teach classes on this very topic to our students. And so why not do it for ourselves every night? You know, give ourselves 20 minutes to do or pursue whatever we want to do. It's just it's just really fulfilling. And um, and it, it it's our 20 percent time. And uh, I lost my train of thought here, but it's just it's really meaningful too to us to fill us up and to take us away from our daily grind and let us be to do what we want to do. Yeah, I mean, I know you said you lost your train of thought, but I, I got to say you were on a nice thread of, like, it fulfills <laughs> us, right? I mean, it, I don't know, it just, it adds color to our life. So, that that's important. <laughs> 
It is. And, you know, and I think about our students also, but I mean, I know you have a daughter and I have two daughters and I also think, I think it's really important for our kids to see us doing something rather than just teaching or housework or, um, you know, the, the, the daily grind. And so to be able to create with my daughters or just show them, you know what, mom's going to draw for a while. You guys need to find something to do. I think that's important to, you know, to show our own kids that our time is, we have time that we need to fill up and do what we want to do. Um, whether it's goal oriented or just something that's going to bring us, um, enjoyment. I think that's a really th- important thing to model for our children. Yeah. I couldn't say it better. I mean, I think that our ruts that we get in, in life, the, the, what you're calling a grind, I'm going to call a rut. And <laughs> over the time, that rut can be like a canyon and you can't see beyond the rut because you are now deep in the Grand Canyon. And I just think that 20% time when you start to get yourself out of that rut, you just start to see the world. I mean, you just start to see well beyond the rut. And I think that that's, I don't know, for me, that's a powerful message and something I'm excited to like talk to you about and continue to develop in my life is seeing beyond the rut, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, since I started drawing too, and just it's opened up a bigger world than just the educators I'm able to connect with too online. I mean, there's a whole other world of of artists and illustrators and I mean, I'm not there, but, you know, but people who draw, who are passionate about it. So it just gives you another group of people to connect with. And I think by pursuing, and I don't even think it has to be a big thing that we pursue that you give yourself 20% time. Maybe it's just one thing you want to work on. Like maybe you want to work on push-ups, you know, um, or maybe you want to solve the Rubik's cube or, you know, it doesn't have to be this huge gigantic goal, but just, you know, making time for yourself to do something that you enjoy, um, it just opens us up to a whole other world of people and things. And it's just, I think it's important for us to make time for ourselves. And I think, you know, as, as small as like learning the Rubik's cube would be, um, I think it's also important for us to just continue to grow as people. Cause it's going to be, it's just, re- it's just, I don't know. It's just really awesome. You know? Yeah, I have, I'm actually in the process of working on a blog post of a similar, I guess, topic, you know, and then, it hit me this summer. At the end of the summer, I was reflecting, and like I told you, about four months ago, I really just tried to see beyond the rut, and uh, it's just been such a great summer, and like learned a lot, did a lot, had a lot of joy, and uh, I really asked myself, like, how, like, when was the last time most adults like learned something that they didn't have to learn, like truly? It wasn't for your MBA. It wasn't for your lesson plan. It wasn't for that client that you're working with. Mm-hmm. It was truly just, I am interested in this. And and also, I, I should qualify this. My question to myself, it was larger than like watching something on National Geographic. I mean, like learn something that you could apply, something that you could do, something that like you are going to now have a new skill, a new trait that you did not have before. And I was sort of shocked like when I thought about it. And I was sort of musing it with my friends. Mm-hmm. We all were like, no, like most people don't do that. Right. And it's intoxicating when you start to do it. It's empowering when mm-hmm. you start to realize like, wait a minute, over those last four months, I invested time in like these three things. And now I can do those three things. And I actually knew those three things kind of well, like what the heck? And mm-hmm. then you just start to be like, 
what else can I do? You know, like let's take this let's take this life for a spin and see where it leads. Right. And uh so I don't know. It's just a it's a blog post on the same sort of topic idea, like choose a passion, maybe choose something that you wish you could do. Like so it's maybe not even a passion you have now, but it's like I'd like to try that. Uh it it's I don't know, it's fun and the the world is filled with amazing resources now like we live in an incredible time absolutely it's uh i don't know it's unbelievable it's an it's an exciting time i mean to to be able to say i want to learn this and then have nothing that's going to stand in your way except for your own desire to do it is pretty awesome you know to hear kids think that they can do anything is pretty awesome i also think like like you had you mentioned before too, how long are we going to keep telling our kids that they can do anything, that they can believe in things, that they can go after things? You want to learn about that? Learn about that um, before we start drinking the Kool Aid too. You know, I mean, our lives aren't over just because we're teachers. It's it. We need to make meaning of that, and we also need to bring fulfillment to that, and that comes from you know trying new adventures, like pretending like you're never going to fail, going out there and you know doing what you want to do. That's going to um, make you happy. And that's, that's really, really important for us as much as our students. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely well, definitely well said that, uh, students, students can just drink this up and they have this like perspective that they, uh, what do I want to say? They have this perspective that they, their life is not complete yet. They can they can change. They can transform. And we as adults sometimes just sort of feel like this is this is who I am. My like my growth, my arc, it's over. And that's like such a ridiculous comment that it'd be over because it's uh I mean, it's crazy, right? Like I'm in my thirties, right? So I mean I got thirty at least thirty more years of, of work still ahead of me right let alone there's life beyond the work right so it's it's asinine that we just feel like once we're out of college once we get married once we settle down the shape of our life is set in stone you know it's been fossilized and it's so it's so it doesn't have to be that way like and we should see beyond the rut <laughs> like I'm we gonna... should be on the rut yeah i mean I feel the same way. You know, I, I always, um, I've known since fifth grade that I wanted to be a, spe a special education teacher. So I've had that, this dream for a really long time. And I think for a really long time, I felt really lucky that I had such a deep passion that was driven in me for so long that I really never did think that there would be, I would be lucky enough to have another dream or passion that would fill me up like it. But we're not done growing just because we have a career or we have families, just like you said. And so, you know, Finding things out there that we love, it's it's really important. I think I think we'll often surprise ourselves. Just like we want our students to be surprised that, you know, they're capable of more than they think they are. So here we've jammed out about like the pros <laughs> We're preaching. Of We're preaching. We've like I think <laughs> assuming anybody's still listening, listening. to this. Um, we should probably talk a little bit about like what are these passions that we've picked up? What are some examples? of 20% time for our adulting. Yes. So um, for me, I actually didn't discover this new passion. I mean, people know I sketch note. I love sketch note. Um, but for me, um, 
this really intentional drawing for me came about um, in the spring when I heard about this thing called the 100 Day Project, which is, uh, I can't remember the artist who did it, but the idea is to do one thing every day for 100 days and document it and share it out for 100 days in a row. And so for anybody who knows about my little hamster, Stanley, that I like to draw, that's where he came to life. Well, there's more, there's more backstory, but I'll spare everybody. Um, but in this hundred day journey, I ended up, <laughs> I ended up making it like 75 days. A hundred days is like a really long time to do something. Um, I was proud of myself for, for making it that far, but I was amazed at what came about from doing one thing intentionally for a hundred days. And, um, it's that hundred day projects change everything about me. I, the way I think about how I draw, um, the, these new adventures that I've come on, you know, I'm putting myself out there in new ways that I never have before. And so for me, you know, that intent of just one thing, like drawing a hamster over and over again for a hundred days, and that's not a big task has been like the hugest thing in the world for me. Yeah. I think that story is just a great shining example of, of that, that feeling you get that, that sense of empowerment that we were talking in the first chunk of the the episode you know like it sounds so silly but like once you do it once you see beyond the rut like you're just excited to go out there and do another thing learn another thing explore and it's just it's just great uh for me in the last four months um some of the things i've tackled was cooking i like to cook and this summer i went like crazy with it and tried to go a little off the beaten path i mean i went and found like youtube channels on it right so it would be more like raw it would be like more real than like i don't Mm -hmm. know i used to watch like the cooking shows on tv but like they're they're so well produced that they're like fun to watch but i never made a single recipe from like a show i watched then all of a sudden i did this like like i said more personal youtube found these guys love them It's called Brothers Green. You guys should check them out. Like, and I think I've made 30 of their recipes, you know, like, and then from there, like that just like led to like either finding other YouTubers to use or just then I dove into some of my cookbooks and it just gave me this empowerment. Like, I want to tackle this. I want to tackle that. I want to try that. And excuse me, taking things to some like peak performance levels, like anybody that knows me i absolutely love pizza <laughs> that's and, an understatement yes so <laughs> nonetheless this summer i took that to like an insane level in terms of i mean i have some special equipment i i geeked out on and then i like i buy like crazy special imported flour to like try different like dough recipes i mean I, it was it was america's test kitchen here in wisconsin and but it was fun it was like empowering to like i tried 20 different dough recipes and now i have the best dough recipe if anybody wants it i'm not going to put it in the show notes though oh i was just gonna say (laughs) in the show notes no no you're gonna have to like contact me separately all all you guys that i say like please leave comments below and you never do like now you have a reason to put a comment down below it's an easter egg there you go uh (laughs) But that's been really fun. And then from there, like, I don't know, I've done a few other things. I uh, did a lifestyle change, trying this like 
uh, fasting. I'm trying intermittent fasting. And that's been really cool and empowering. And again, like one success leads to the next success. Like then it's like, well, what else can I do? Um, I've tried some things. I mean, you know, I've started a YouTube channel. Some of that was just plain old like, I want to fiddle around with a camera. And I want a reason to <laughs> shoot more with a camera to then fiddle around more with a camera. Uh, and it's been fun to try to get more technical with it. I've watched a lot of videos on editing. And again, it's just, it's really empowering to learn. But no, I, I, but yeah, I forgot ahead. that. I mean, that's all I wanted to add. I, like, I, but I forgot that. Like I sell that to students, but I forgot that myself. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's what sparked our conversation about this is do, you know, do we remind ourselves as teachers and as humans that, you know, our time is important too, and it's important for us to have growth and fun. And I think these kind of things are going to like, you're going to leak into our classroom too. My story of Stanley and the drawings has, has come into my classroom. Um, and actually on Friday, we started this thing called the 23 day project. So my students each picked one thing, one simple thing that they're going to do for 23 class days. That's and awesome. we are going to think my fingers are crossed. We're going to document every single day of my student of the st my students do it now I know I have eight students and not everybody has that but I think we can get down our our routine to under 10 minutes during a resource time we have and so for 23 days each kid's going to document their journey through this one thing and I can't wait to see what happens and I, it was so hard for me to to share all my learning that I had from my 100 day project with my students because I didn't want to give away you know what I think is going to come out of their journey um but I think, you know, it's just, I also, we all teach our subjects and stuff, but having these passions and letting them leak in our classroom, like, I think that's a good thing too, you know? Yeah. To no, spice I, things up. It spices things out. I mean, Dave Burgess writes about that in his book, you know, like, take your passion and don't keep it separate. Be human. Bring it into the right. classroom. And I, I think that that's an empowering message for us educators that, again, we don't have to be these automatons. Like, we're not just teachers. We're humans. And truly like as we all are learning more and more about like i think the right way to teach it's it's more about relationships it's more about connecting to those students than it is your content like the content is on our phone right right yeah <laughs> um we we are teaching skills and uh what better way to teach skills than to also show you're applying skills you're out there whatever you know drawing it's, you're out there like doing i'm shooting videos and editing videos and sometimes during my study hall actually last week i was editing a video um and kids asked like what are you doing and i'm like well i'm like trying this youtube channel thing and i'm editing this video down and they were asking me all sorts of questions like how'd you learn about video editing and i said well i watched a bunch of youtube videos here's like here's a great guy you should follow if you want a video edit and i showed him one for uh, specifically like for iMovie, you know, that they could follow because they have that uh -huh. on their laptop. And it was like all driven by one of the purpose-driven learning words of curiosity. Like they were curious, but had I not displayed a piece of myself in front of them, they they wouldn't have asked those questions. Right. If I was just Vulnerability grading. is, yeah, vulnerability is a huge, you know, it's just you were vulnerable for a minute and let them in on what you're doing, you know? Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, uh, so one of my other majors was advertising, so um, sometimes I think I use that more than I use my education degree. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other topic that we should get into, but uh, 
So I intentionally did that. I mean, I intentionally sat down and thought, well, I have this stack of things to sort of look at, like lesson plan wise. And then I have this like video footage I kind of want to edit. And I decided I'm going to flip it. I'm going to do the lesson planning at home. Like I, I have this X amount of work to do, but I'm going to choose to do this outside passion right in front of the kids. Uh, and it's so paid off, right? Had I done the teachery thing, they wouldn't have asked me any questions because right. they've seen teachers lesson plan. They've seen teachers write things down and grade things and no questions asked. But instead, I chose to flip it and <laughs> kind of almost like the flipped classroom. Like, right? I'll do I'll the read I'll do the reading at home, but like in here, I have the chance to interact, and I'm going to interact on something that is vulnerable. I'm going to show them a little piece mm -hmm. of what I like to do. Absolutely. So uh, we have reflection time. We do. Today, it's not so much as a quote as it is uh, a statement. Um, it's not really attributed to anyone in particular. Uh, all it is, plain and simple, action expresses priorities. Uh, I'll be honest, when I saw this, it like, like a light bulb just went off in my head. I want to put this up on my big board up front of my classroom. I think it just really sums up a lot of what I'm trying to teach the kids. Uh, they, they always say to me, Mr. Matera, I want, you know, I would like to, you know, fill in the blank. I'd like to do a side quest, but I'd like to come to game club. That's something I run, but they're like, but I'm in basketball, you know, and I'm not being disparaging of any other activity they're in, but I always try to like, tell them like, you realize that statement could be flipped. I mean, you could say to your basketball coach, I'd love to join basketball this year, but I'm doing, I'm choosing to do game club instead, right? Like life is about choices. So I just love that quote that it's where you choose to put your time and energy in, in terms of action oriented things that really shows your priorities, right? Cause I do have some kids that go to game club and are not part of basketball. That's a priority. They put it above something else. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, it just, it, that, that quote just speaks to the reason why we're talking about this today is, you know, it's important for us to show our students, um, what's important to us and ourselves are important and that's okay. Um, and it's just, it, it just makes us really good role models for us to show them that, that we're allowed to have passions outside of our classroom. And then, um, and then those, those bring us a lot of value and that, and what we bring back to the classroom for them too. Yeah. I think one of the best ways to be a lifelong learner or to develop lifelong learners in our, you know, that passion in our students is to be one ourselves. I yep. mean, that they see adults don't stop, right? That we continue to grow, not, not work. We continue to grow. Um, and I just, I just hope that throughout the year, you know, I can continue to develop through my 20% time. Uh, sometimes I'll be honest, I give that 20% time a little more than 20%. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but, Me too. Uh, but I think that's okay. I think that's okay. I think we're on the right path, you know, uh, I think we develop those great relationships with students and we're picking up skills and talents and we're, like you said, you're putting yourself out there and getting more known for different things and like both in your like microcosm of your family as well as like the wider world. And how cool is that? You know, 
And all it was was your actions expressing your priorities. Mm-hmm. Intentionality. It's a power. And then thing. I get to be happy too. Yeah. Which I mean, is awesome. It's kind of awesome, you know? <laughs> kind of awesome. You know? <clears throat> yeah. Well, Carrie, uh, I got to say thanks for joining us on the show today. Uh, well played is always a home for you. It's I so enjoy just rapping with you. It's so fun. Uh, and really, thank you. This is a much more personal uh, podcast, this one, uh, this topic. Definitely. So, you know, thank you for sharing your, your, your family stories and your outside, outside of education stories. That's really thankful and I think beneficial for everybody that we, we hear. It's okay, to, it's okay to do these things. So thank you. No, yes, thank you for having me again. It was, uh, it was a fun topic. I, d- I definitely agree. It was definitely different. Hopefully everybody stuck with us to the end. Um, I would really love to hear what other educators do for their 20% time. And if they want to connect with us on Twitter and just share what they're doing, I think it's also important that we're showing other people in the world that we're doing other things that are fun and um, passionate too. Yeah, no, I mean, on that note, if you know, if you're still listening, if you're one of the two people still listening out there, uh, we would love it. Like you said, connect on Twitter, you know, put it in the comments below. That would be an awesome space to have some sort of back and forth sharing of some passion projects you're working on and things you want to grow and develop. And maybe we can share out resources. I mean, maybe some of you know things that uh, you could pass on. Uh, That'd be great. So for the rest of you guys, don't forget to check out explorelikeapirate.com for all sorts of blogs, vlogs, podcasts, you name it. It's out there. Uh, Giveaways. You have a new giveaway out right now. New giveaway. I'm doing a play pack, so check that out. It's some games. Also in the play pack, or also in that giveaway, there's a couple other gamification-related things that you can get. So always, hopefully, you're kept there. I will say, just a little plug for my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm trying to build that up. I want that to be a good conversation space for us. So if you guys could smash that uh, follow or subscribe button, that would be awesome. It doesn't. It's free to do. You can just you can just hit that button. It doesn't hurt. Just click it. Just, man, some some of you guys just are really stingy with the follows. Like it's just it's, it's a social network. The whole idea is to connect. So like, let's connect. Uh, no, but that would be great. Uh, there's some people that have posted on there, and it's, it's, it's already starting to be a great community, and I love it. So thank you, guys. Thanks for listening.